0: Hey there, and welcome to Life After Lockdown. In this podcast series, we talk about how to handle the uncertainty of the lockdown, your personal relationship, your family, your kids, your finances, and how to plan your future beyond the lockdown. We're your hosts, Adele Turan and Renee Katz, so let's get stuck in. Hi there, my name is Adele, and I'm a clinical trauma counselor, and I work with individuals and couples
1: and families. And I'm Renee and I'm a trauma therapist and also work with high-performing individuals and couples going through relational and emotional challenges.
0: Great and welcome to our podcast which is all about life after lockdown and really what we want to do is we've been going through the roller coaster of the lockdown. We know a lot of our clients are going through it, we're observing people going through it and we wanted to produce something where every episode we're talking about a particular aspect of lockdown and how to ace it, so like whether it be relationships, family, kids, and just to kind of share our own experiences and some educational stuff about how to deal with it from a trauma perspective.
1: Yes. And it's going to be, you know, most people aren't thinking, well, how can I ace it now? It's a lot of that uncertainty of what is it going to be like afterwards, but we need to be present in this moment so we can ace it. Definitely. Definitely. So let's get cracking.
0: Basically, we wanted to start with what it's actually like for people at the moment. So, you know, you you can kind of, I think social media gives a kind of a skewed position. Like some people are just kind of looking like they're acing it. I mean, the reality is not everyone is doing so great all the time. One minute, we're loving the peace. The next, we're upset at the changes ahead. There's no more work, going to work, certainly, or gym or mates or you know, wines with the girlfriends and you're just kind of stuck at home with yourself or your kids or your partner and needing to kind of juggle everything. And I know that Renee and I've discussed like it's tough for us. It's tough for us even managing working from home and working online and stuff. It must be tough for you too. And it's okay that it's tough really.
1: And I think the moment we say, yes, it's tough and get to that place of acceptance and the reality of it, That's when we can do something with it because you can't Mm. work with something you're not acknowledging. Definitely. And I think too I was the other day, I was fine with it, (laughs) looking at my beautiful view of the water and the deck. I'm like, this is good. And then I'm like, here I am on a Saturday night having another dance party at home. And it hit me the reality of it is coming because of coming from school holidays as well. And here we are. But it's making sure you have a moment, I suppose, and not the actual meltdown of making it bigger than.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the thing is, from a a trauma perspective, a lot of how we're handling this uncertainty is actually out of our control because when, you know, we're feeling a bit more stressed than normal, we're dealing with a lot of uncertainty coming at pace. The amygdala part of our brain takes over, and this is kind of the panicky secretary this is the one that screams, alarm, alarm, something terrible is happening. And what it does, it helps us to fight, flee and freeze by releasing lots of stuff into our body. Adrenaline noradrenaline, adrenaline, cortisol. Cortisol shuts down the hippocampus, which is the very calm librarian that sorts everything out. And that's the thinking part of our brain. So we basically just become completely stunned by this panicky feeling unable to think straight, and all ability to kind of be calm and rational and be our normal selves goes out the window. And you end up putting coping mechanisms in place. So some people become more touchy, more sad, eating more, drinking more, you know, doing online stalking of stuff, you know, there's all sorts of behavioral mechanisms that happen to try and keep us safe and keep us away from this alarm mechanism. But because our usual functioning, the calm secretary of the brain that kind of puts everything in order and goes, there is no alarm, calm down, chicken, that part of the brain isn't working properly because of all the stress that
1: has been released. So... Don't be surprised if you're not yourself going through this uncertainty. And I think for a lot of people to understand as well as having certainty in our life, is a, it's a human need. We all need this some certainty. You know, we're certain the sun is going to rise, certain that we've got a home to come to. And for some, that certainty of a job or a home is challenged. And that's the reality of why we're reacting like that. And there's other human needs we all have to meet, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, on another show. But this need for certainty... It's totally challenging, totally out of our control. It's it's none of us really have lived through this before.
0: No, that's the reality. It's completely unprecedented, and I think what we're noticing is a lot of people kind of that initial sprint, like "Woo, I'm a I'm a star baker! Look at my amazing like games that I'm playing with the kids!" And there's all these photographs on you know Instagram and Facebook of like the super parents and whatever. And things are now starting to kind of die down as we get into the reality of this marathon that we're running. And to become marathon fit is very different in training as as that kind of athlete than training to become a sprinter. And I think a lot of us are guilty of kind of sprinting the start of this marathon. And now we're all standing there going, we're knackered and I don't really like the people I'm living with anymore. (laughs) So it's quite difficult to sort of work out how to navigate that. And that's why we have some tips in this particular episode for how to ace this lockdown, like some things that you need to consider and think about.
1: Yes. let's. So let's get into the tips of, of, of how we can do this and we'll see what else comes up as we go. So Adele, did you, you've got your one about giving the people a break. So do you want to share that tip? Brilliant. So first things first, I think
0: it's really important to give yourself and everyone else around you a break. The thing is, we all handle traumatic events very, very differently, depending on how emotional we are and also how much whatever's happening is impacting us. So if you think of it as kind of like a graph, you have like how much this is impacting you versus your emotions. For some people, they, you know, they don't have much of an impact. They're working from home, everything's lovely, and they're not a very emotional person. So they can be kind of really relaxed about the lockdown, really enjoying the peace, the quiet, all that stuff. And then there are other people on the other side of the spectrum who, you know, they've lost their job or their financial kind of situation is completely in crisis. They have total uncertainty and they maybe had a pre-existing condition before this. So they're feeling unbelievably like emotional and unstable through this. And they're terrified, they're grieving, they're devastated. And then you've got people on the other side who perhaps it hasn't impacted them, but they're feeling rocky, out of sorts not 100%. One day they're fine, next day they're not fine. And then you've got those that are just kind of cracking on, almost disconnected, almost completely oblivious to, to what's happening and just yep, business as usual, no drama at all. So the thing is, what we're noticing if you go to the shops, a lot of people initially when they went to the shops, they'd freak out. You are standing too close to me. Um, you freak out at strangers. you You know, and then the next minute you're chatting to a neighbor you've never chatted to over the fence and going, Oh, I feel so connected to people. So one minute we're freaking out, the next minute we're feeling more connected, then we're grumpy, then we're sad. Then, you know, you're lying in bed and your legs are going like you know, moving like crazy and you have restless leg syndrome. The thing is, you've lost control of your life. That's what this lockdown has done is for a lot of us we're not used to losing this level of control so we have to give people a break and we need to kind of just acknowledge everyone's in a different space right now you know people are just dealing with this as best they can and so are
1: you and i think a lot of it to give an example of what i've seen is that one my partner being in the police force that's people in the government jobs have got a lot of certainty there still you know that and then a lot of my girlfriends and other friends have um, been in the travel industry because that was my prior life a few years ago was still in the travel industry and it's totally a lot of them have just lost a a lot of money jobs they've got nothing left so it's really it is hard for people looking on good old social media doing that thing that we do called comparison Mm. and wondering well why aren't I feeling the need to put some obstacle course in my front yard and muck around the kids or camp out the front and you know, we were supposed to be in America for two weeks without four kids. So, yeah, that comparison thing is I think really can be really hard for people in a normal state of being. And now when you've got so much uncertainty and all those things you've mentioned, to have that in your face on various platforms can be so challenging for people. And, you know, I even decided to do a big bake-off one day and bake three things, burnt half of it. Brilliant. <laughs> But I, I went the into same. coach mode then and went. I'm gonna. I'm like, I'm gonna chunk my time, right? Doing the coachy thing. You go right. I'm gonna do all this together because then I'm done. <laughs> Cookies, brownies, baked eggplants. Oh, it was hilarious. And anyway, it's just you just think I'm gonna do this because I want stuff in the house because heaven forbid I need to go to the shops. And anyway, you know what I'm saying about the whole shop scenario and the toilet paper issue and.
0: Mm, mm. definitely and I think that it's, it's also you know people are just a little bit more out of sorts like a bit more grumpy a bit more tachy. Sure. people are biting people's heads off a bit quicker clients are just you know who, who sort of report stories of going to the shops and you know they're leaning over to get a chewing gum and somebody just goes what the hell do you think you're doing and it's just um, oh sorry I didn't realize I was breathing in your space we've kind of this whole crisis has made people it's almost governmentally told to be afraid of other people. Treat yourself and others as if everybody has the virus. So, you know, that now makes us alert. It makes us more nervous. And our thoughts will be racing, changes to vision, we'll have dry mouth, you feel a little bit dizzy, you know, suddenly your hands get cold, your muscles get more tense. So your body is acting weird. And you're not feeling 100% most of the time. And if you're one of the lucky people who are just, who's just naturally rocking this lockdown, well, then you're a unicorn. Because most, most of, most of the people that I'm working with, and certainly myself, like I have good days, and I have other days where I'm a bit like, blah, I'm like, what is this? This is a bit weird. So that's really the first tip is make making sure that that like you give yourself and other people a break. Like don't don't be so tough on yourself of having to like lock, like rock this lockdown. So the next tip that we have, it's really important to sleep on any drastic changes that you're wanting to make right now or leaping to any massive conclusions. You know, both Renee and I work in trauma. So we get contacted by people who are like, that's it. I want to divorce my partner. That's it. I'm leaving my job and I'm moving country. And it's like, this is not the time um, to be making massive huge leaps of conclusion or massive, huge changes to your life and maybe deciding big things. Okay, fine. Maybe you're starting to feel I don't love my partner anymore. Maybe I should get a divorce. Maybe I should change jobs and stuff. Okay, but this is not the time. No big chats, no big showdowns. Just wrap yourself and everyone around you in a giant capsule that's just like weirdness is allowed over here. I'm allowed to be weird. You're allowed to be weird. We're all just not going to do anything yeah. drastic right now, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, and I think, too, it's people are like checking in with themselves and going, Am I making these decisions or where are these thoughts coming from? Is it love and trust or from a place of fear and doubt where most of people's are going to be sitting at the moment? That's the, the reality. And even when we, we know when you're angry, sad or whatever, you're only going to make angry, sad and hurtful decisions anyway in that space. So it's so important to just roll with it as much as possible and acknowledge those feelings that are coming up and, and just pause for 24 hours at least to think, is that really necessary to think about this right now? Can it wait? And I think that if it can't wait,
0: first things first is to journal. Just actually take some, like write all these disturbing thoughts and these big conclusions and things you're thinking about. Go and write about them. Go and journal them. This is definitely time to seek support. If you're struggling and you're starting to think, I want to make some drastic changes right now, get yourself a counselor and actually discuss this stuff with a professional. Because making these changes, when you're in heightened amygdala, alarm system mode, none of these changes are going to be informed and really intelligent. So you want to really sleep on anything drastic you want to do right now in your life. And, you know, fine, if you want to, you know, dye your hair pink, this is harmless, right? Like if you want to do something little, no problem there. But like shaving your head, you know, that's a different level of big change you want to make in your life. So no drastic big showdowns and big changes at this Mm. particular stage.
1: Yes, most definitely. And I I probably will dye my hair pink just for a bit of fun. But I think what it's important for people to understand is, yes, you can reach out to a therapist, a counsellor, whoever you need right now because the the systems are set up in place to do that and the therapy is just as, you know, it works just as much online as in person. And people I think, need to be aware of, yes, I can do that. But seeking the right people to speak to as well is helpful rather than people who are emotionally attached to you, they know you, they're not neutral to the decisions you need or these chats that you want to have. So that's important to, to be aware of. Definitely agree, definitely. Okay,
0: so the next tip is definitely to adjust to expectations. There's a lot of noise on social media, and we've spoken about that a few times so far, about people doing these epic things during lockdown. You know, and I've got mates that are running marathons in their back garden um, I mean wow that's amazing it, but it's not for everyone you know if you don't bake your own bread like Linda or do the couple's push-up challenge like Sarah and Brad or learn to speak Chinese like Muriel or learn a new instrument at this point it's fine really for a lot of people particularly if you have family you have kids you're barely keeping it together like you know you've got to try and keep your job if you've still got one Sort out your kids like doing homeschooling, you know, figure out like next steps, who's going to feed these people. I mean, if at the end of the day, everyone is still alive, the plants are still alive, the animals are still alive, like you still have a roof over your head, if the house is a bit of a mess, the homeschooling hasn't been perfect, it's okay. I think the route to happiness during this lockdown is to lower those expectations and just be okay with what is possible to do right now?
1: Yeah, because it's going to then set you up for this whole "I'm not good enough" battle that a lot of people have running inside. Because the house doesn't look perfect, as you said, the homework's not all getting done, and you know, I'm in, and literally today is the first day for us of homeschooling or remote learning, whatever they're calling it these days. And I got no idea how that's going to pan out. As you said, like this whole "I've got to come out with some new talent or skill from this," and I'm referring back to that. God, I love her Gwyneth Paltrow post on Instagram where she's head to toe in (laughs) gloves and mask and glasses and coming back and saying now's the time for nesting and all these other things and that people should either write a book or come out with a new instrument. Well, how much added pressure is that to people? And at first, look, I'm going to say I thought those posts, yeah, boom, yes, go her. And what a great way to look at things. My brain goes to big picture quite easily. But then you come back and go, hang on a minute. Yes. That's her and she does have a very privileged life and so do some other people out of the spotlight as well. But that pressure that other could put on other people of, oh, so if I don't come out of this with the new side hustle I think I saw a fair bit of, then I've failed at lockdown basically. And it's like, well, that's a very, yes, privileged position to come from. and. Those people who really have mm-hmm. lost a job and um, their homes are like they just don't even know what's going to happen for them in the next month. Most people are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, but some people too, this triggers all the underlying stuff that either they haven't dealt with properly. People could be unwell and have immune systems that are quite fragile. One of my partner's friends, he was in Melbourne's major hospitals. He's recovering. It doesn't have cancer, but recovering from it. But Mm. his immune system is literally shot from rejecting part of his body where he had a transplant. I don't know the full story, but you get what I'm saying, that there's somebody next to him in the bed for eight hours, zero protection between them, coughing, who turns out did have COVID-19 and did pass away. And here's this man who's struggling at the best of times, have to be near that, and it's like these people who have got addictions as well, that's a reality of today's society. Again, people who do have the trauma and anxiety that's there, it's not going to be easy for some people. So they'll be firing on lesser cylinders than most of people who are coming from this privileged position. So think to it. When you're having your prime needs for shelter, for food, for clothing not being met, having so much uncertainty, and for some people too, their relationship isn't that great. And my heart goes out to people yeah, who it's are so in much toxic, pressure toxic and I think you've got to adopt the have "Whatever it violence. is that you're like, doing right now this is kinder, what winning looks like," I think so. mm-hmm.
0: because we've never been through a lockdown before. Nobody has ever putting for to pace onto other or people's lockdown. expectations. If all, you actually have managed to come weight, out of you this, could you exercise everyone's fed, more, everyone's alive. Like ball, okay, fine, you've you know, gained like, some pounds and maybe you have like a, a new wine habit, <laughs> which you didn't really bank on, but it is what it is. You've managed to have a bit of a chuckle with your partner and you've got through this. It's good. That is what winning looks like. Um, and yeah. adjust those expectations because I think certainly with the clients that I'm working with. It's the pressure that they're putting themselves under. It's the self-judgment that actually takes them out of the game. It's not how they're handling the lockdown. They're handling the lockdown fine because, no, there is no roadmap for how to handle this. And then they judge themselves for how they're doing it. That is really the, the like, silly part. So, you know, I think don't harp on the guilt or the I should have, I could have, I must. Just drop all that language. You know, it's okay to have some mental health time off. You know, like on Sunday, I did absolutely less than nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I think the only traveling that I did was from the couch to the bed to the kitchen. Like this this was this triangle that I was going in and I was just in the space of doing very little. And it's okay. I'm good with it. That was a good day. I rocked it. Yeah. So
1: less expectations is really key. I rocked a whole day in my pyjamas as well and it was a good day. Yeah. It was a really good day and I think we need to too tap into the celebrations at the end of the day of what you did do well and recognise, okay, we did this, we've had a laugh, we've had some quality time, we're doing all right. And give yourselves a bit of a pat on the back, make sure you are hugging each other as well and go, you know what, maybe I didn't get to the shower or I didn't get this done. Just lower those expectations so there's less pressure.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think another thing is it's going to sound really silly, but it really helps when you're going through all this craziness to actually speak less. It's a small tip, but I really recommend because it's like when you're feeling out of sorts, particularly for us women, we love to talk it out. Let's have a chat. Let's talk this through. This is really just not the time for lots of chatting because, Or chatting with the person you have the issue with and bringing it up and having a whole showdown. It's just not the time for that. Like, it's actually just the time for, we're all weird, let's just give each other a hug. Exactly to your point. Like, chatting less, having less of these big, uh, deep and meaningful conversations at this time. We In trauma, we call this case management. And case management is very different to when you're actually recovering from something traumatic you've been through. Case management is you're in the middle of something traumatic. You just... Go through it the best you can. You have lower expectations. You don't bring up massive dramas. You try to step away from all the big explosions. You just stay in your lane, basically. All right. So the next tip uh, we were talking um, that is really important to have a grounded routine. So when things are all unstable around us and we've lost our locus of control, of everything around us has gone pear shaped. We're literally living through an apocalypse movie where there's this killer disease out there. We're all indoors, like, you know, it's kind of surreal. So, when you've lost control out there, what you need to focus on is what can you control in here, in your life? And your routine is really going to ground you through all of this, you know. And the routine is also involving others. It's not you are the slave of the house and you must now run around, clean everything. Build up a roster where everybody pulls their weight and does their bit. And do things that make you happy, that soothe you. If it's hot baths, have hot baths. If it's cooking, do that. If it's gardening, if it's baking, exercise, whatever it is that grounds you, do that. And I mean, there was a silly tip that a client mentioned: you put Vicks vapor rub on the bottom of your feet, and you put socks on, and then you walk around with this squelchy Vicks vapor rub. Apparently, this is very grounding. I'm like, yep, great. If that does it for you, go, You know, find your thing. What have you found that works, Renée?
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good idea when you're saying the grounded routine is having routine. For me I need to visually see it and map it out so I know it's getting done because we know what gets scheduled gets done typically mm. so it's if you have to make t- downtime or me time for you then schedule it into your diary so you know hey okay this is my time for me to either have that bath but I was speaking to a client the other day she's like I was listening to my recording you gave me while I was gardening and I'm like I love it this is women trying to do so many things at once which is our normal you know but now's the time to go actually Actually, just going to garden. And I said to her, get, if you're doing the gardening, really just feel the dirt, you know, play with it in your hands, look at the leaves or the weeds you are pulling out and be so present with that gardening. So bringing in the mindfulness skills as well is super important. For me, when I'm working with clients, it's a grounded breathing exercise where, you know, you drop your energy down and you really sink down into that, and just really sit there and breathe and feel the chair or wherever you're sitting in you know, or standing and just have, have a moment sinking into the support of the chair, like being still. Mm, definitely. And I love what you said about the gardening.
0: It's so good. And for those of you that don't know what mindfulness is, it's really um, from a very practical perspective, it's cycling through the senses. So you're cycling through what do I see? What do I hear? What do I touch? With my hands, and how do I feel in my body? What do I smell? What do I taste? So you're cycling through the senses, and then when you end at you know the last one, you just cycle all the way back again. Now what do I see? And you try to get totally lost in the observation of what you're seeing, feeling, hearing, tasting, and and smelling. And I think just again, it's the lowering of the expectation and just doing what you're doing when you're doing it. Don't need to do 10 things at the same time. Like this is not the time of our lives to be acing 20 things at the same time. And, you know, and it's funny, we talk about women doing lots of things at the same time, but I think even the guys are. I mean, some of my male clients are like putting pressure on themselves to, you know, paint the whole house by the end of lockdown or build the shed. They've got to finish the shed and they have all these DIY projects. And it's good. I mean, it's grounding to like bang things and make things. And, but I think it's make it an enjoyable thing for yourself. Play some music. You know, dance around while you're doing the thing. Have a break. Look at the wood that you're banging. And, you know, when you're baking the bread, like actually feel the feeling in your fingers and get really lost in that moment Mm -hmm. if you can. Let life slow down for you. That's a really important technique when we're going through something traumatic. Is just to surrender to the slowdown. And that's sinking into the bottom of your belly, that description that you were giving, like when you're, you know, the way the dogs can just sort of lie there and just relax. It's it's like that. Like, let's just be more like dogs and cats and lie around a lot more. It's good. (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) And the next tip is prioritizing your comfort. You know, we need a lot of hugs and comfort right now. And particularly if you're isolating on your own, those are my clients who, are literally self-isolating. I've kind of assigned them this real comfort homework where they make pillow forts that completely is like a little cocoon for them that they can sit and watch TV with this big pillow fort and give themselves like nice self-hugs where you cross your arms and you rub the sides of your shoulders and organize lots of Zoom chats with your mates and your family. And you kind of just have hot baths and, and nice comfortable things around you that give you that comfortable kind of feeling, and you know, and ditch the stuff that is uncomfortable, and all the dressing up, and all those very heavy, uncomfortable things.
1: Go for what makes you feel soothed right now. One of the things I was looking for is like, yeah, I can ditch the underwear bra. Definitely, I don't think I've, I, like, I don't wings. think I've worn one since lockdown began. <laughs> Well, so the comfort thing. My daughter and I went and bought matching Cookie Monster pajamas. Love it. And then I walked past the bonds, and there's this bra top thing, and I'm like, "Oh yes, that's gold." Yeah. <laughs> and it's you know you just you need to it, and I know for me showing up for work, even if I sit here, I had a was doing tracksuit therapy and bought myself a brand new silver metallic tracksuit so that I was even more comfortable rather than sitting here in tight jeans or whatever I chose to wear that day. And sometimes i wear killer heels and other times I rock my sparkly converse fronters. But most of the times at the moment I've been sitting in bare feet or Ugg boots and it doesn't affect how I work. I'm actually more comfortable. So embrace that comfort of what your version of comfortable is yeah and for me most days I need to wear something kind of either sparkly or do a bit of you know I'm playing around with my makeup more now because I used to love doing that when I was in a prior life was you know I'll just I'll do that to have some fun as well but that's my version of comfort and just embracing what is and it's interesting, I was talking to my brother
0: on the weekend and he got two kids and he said, you know, every weekend there's all these events we have to take the kids to yeah. and there's all these parties and every party needs like a gift and this thing and that thing and we're always racing around and we're just doing like nothing right now. We're just like simple fun. He said, you know, we picked up some leaves and like made like a leaf statue and he was like, and, and they, like, the kids spent like an hour doing that. And he said, you know, it's really made me evaluate our consumerism and our complete obsession in life with instant gratification purchases. And life after lockdown has really, it's also thinking a lot about, like, what do we want the future to look like? What can we actually learn from this? This whole pause that the planet has put us under where, you know, nature sent us to our rooms to reflect and think about stuff. You know, like, what can we actually change positively? During this event where, like you said, like you're learning the makeup and you love that, and now it's like, well, now let's incorporate that more into your life. Why not? If you
1: love makeup, now you've reconnected with that love Mm. again. It's going to be so important for the life after lockdown to go, yes, what can I learn from this? What new habits do I need to have? Because people, when they're forced to do something, will find a way. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when it's our own choice, pre-lockdown, I wasn't valuing my health as much as what I should and I know Mm. over the last two weeks again kids have been home it's been school holidays I've been having like two breakfasts it's like that's crazy yeah and it's like what don't I need to do and what can I do differently you know moving forward I'm like yeah I'm missing doing some drawing and coloring in because I used to be quite creative years and years ago I mean I still am but it shows up differently I'm like what else can I do to bring out that little child in me to have more fun with my kids too, mm. to slow down? And we did this big 500-piece ocean puzzle the other day that then I was Love like, well, I'm going to finish this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just those little things I think we've taken for granted that maybe we are getting more in touch with now or we mm. have the opportunity to do those creative activities which engage our imagination which is so so important these days. Definitely
0: the next tip is really like remembering that this is a, a marathon it's not a sprint you know I was really watching like right in the beginning Renee and I were laughing about all the people and all their Facebook lives and everything that was happening and like these are your things you have to do and everybody was like rushing on social media and showing us all the impressive stuff and basically sprinting the start of a marathon and For a lot of us in the field, we were just like sitting back and observing. We were like, okay, what's everyone doing right now? This is really interesting. And what am I doing? And how are we all going to adjust and get through this? And I think when you realize that this is a marathon, you kind of settle into the training. And what's interesting about marathon runners is when they're running such a long distance, they only take it in 100 to 200 meter distances. They only go, I'm just going to do the next 100 meters going to do the next 200 meters and really when you break up your day like that when a day feels like this endless groundhog thing that you need to get through break it up into like 25 minute segments or two hour segments and just for the next two hours this is what I'm going to do and then I'm going to give myself a reward of that and then in the next two hours I'm going to do this and chunking it down it makes it so much more achievable and less like oh my goodness like I don't know how I'm going to get through this And settling into it, it's like surrender. Yep, we're in this lockdown. What the hell are we going to do with this now? How can I kind of make the most of this or try to make this less painful for myself? Mm.
1: It's how long is a piece of string. Like we don't really know how long this is going to go for. I would like to put it out there that it's going to go as quickly as it came kind of thing. But we really, there's that, it's an unknown. Mm. So what do the next maybe... Four weeks, two-week blocks look like for you. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important to, I think the next point we had was like sticking to a routine, which we tapped on before. But I've said to the kids, okay, so when you're doing schoolwork, you're actually gonna wear your uniform and just wear your top, because then their brain goes, Okay, I'm in learning mode, I'm at school. Mm-hmm. I said then after that, then you can get changed because it's really important to maintain the focus you're new using this so if we can wear the uniform while we're there it's just that association of what i'm doing and i think too with the working from home get up do your normal routine get up at your normal time your normal breakfast do what you would normally do as normal as possible because we know we people can't go to the gym or you know obviously there's that difference but having some sort of normality, like which is doing where you can and putting some certainty into your day will meet your brain's need for certainty. Agreed. I said to a client of mine who was spending
0: all day in her pyjamas, I was like, you've got to stop doing that, darling. Like, you need to get up and get dressed. Because when you surrender to that lack of routine and let everything up, you know, just like you let yourself go like that, yes. it actually makes you feel more chaotic, so everything you're saying makes a lot of sense because it's like, go to work. Okay, fine. Work is now at your dining room table, but go to work. <laughs> have a lunch break like you would normally do. And even if you're not able to work, you're you know on furlough or you're not able to work and you're just at home, go to work on something productive. Get a project together that you actually have some sort of meaningful occupation rather than just sitting around watching Netflix all day.
1: Yeah. And like Mm. what we decided to do on the Sunday was we had a day off. So use your Sunday for that kind of thing, pajamas, Netflix, whatever, but not all day, every day, because that will become a bad habit. And life after lockdown could not be as good if you'd embrace that formula now.
0: Agreed. And because lockdown is more than 21 days, it's enough time to embed bad habits. And I think That is something we do need to think about when we look at life after this is making sure that, you know, fine, we're going to let some things go, but don't let everything go because it makes the coming back to some semblance of normality after all of this or choosing how you want life to be after this, it makes it harder, exactly to Renee's point.
1: For sure. And I think where you said, you know, you go to work and you set up your dining table Well, that comes back to the the next tip I was mentioning about environment, that we have to set up our environments where we can actually thrive during this time. So the working from home people who've already been doing it, like myself, I have my upstairs. But over the weekend I was setting up bases for the kids to have their individual environments for learning so they weren't distracting each other or myself so that we can still thrive where we can in those times. Mm -hmm. And get rid of some distractions that may be there. So it's got to be, yeah, what's going to be this positive space for me to set up my new working from home place and for the kids.
0: And I think part of this environment and routine thing is to have those important dates with important people that you need to connect with in your life. Have that routine. You know, like we on Saturday night, we have you know, a call with the one family. And then on Sunday night, we have a call with another family. And, you know, it's like all these different routines and things in place. And it's feeling more connected and reaching out because we we also have to deal with the fact that as a global phenomenon, we're going through what we call anticipated grief, which is we're anticipating this thing that's coming. We don't know what it is, but it doesn't feel good. And we want to clutch all the people that we love very, very close and tight to us. But a lot of the people that we love Are not with us they're living somewhere else in lockdown so it makes us panic and freak out and that's when people start to violate lockdown they go and visit their parents they go and visit all sorts of people and we want to respect as much as we can the kind of constraints of this but get that we need this connection so these routines need to include those connection routines and having like dates right best mate we are having coffee morning on monday other friend, we're doing this. Girlfriend group, we have dinner together on blah. Family, we speaking on this day. Like, it's good yeah. for you to have these structures in place for sure.
1: Yeah, 100%. And well, I'm used to seeing my family every week at a family dinner. Or well, every second week, we all get together at my cousin's house and have a beautiful time. And we don't have that. I'm really missing it. So, yes, you've got to organise and schedule in these online catch-ups so you feel like there's a bit of normal happening.
0: And that includes includes date nights with your partner. You have to find a way to get a breather from all the other people that are living in your house. (laughs) Actually go for a walk or something where you just have some alone time with your partner as well and kind of have some semblance of us versus thing. And the other thing I want to say about this is, Keep your masks separate. What I'm starting to see a lot during this lockdown is the roles that we have in life, mother, girlfriend, wife, partner, husband, father, they're all merging into one. It's getting enmeshed in each other. And actually, we need to keep all these roles separate. Now I'm in mother mode. Now I'm in cook mode. Now I'm in lover mode. Now I'm in this mode and this mode. Keep things very, very separate because... This enmeshment also leads to feeling pointless, a sense of futility, a sense of what's the point of anything. And that can lead to depression. And we really want to avoid any kind of mental health crisis that is going to come out of this.
1: Yes, which leads on to the last point we had, and I love this one, and that is, I believe it's somewhere out there that the Dalai Lama was said that the importance of fun, if everyone can embrace more fun, there'll be less mental health concern. Definitely. And so somehow find a way to have fun with your kids, with your partner, your friends, Bring out that inner child somehow to whether it's building a cubby house or, you know, there's DJs all over the place having online dance parties. And the other week, my partner and I were up here. Yes, we had the coffee patron that we were having sips of, who we were having a dance party up here. And it was heaps of fun because it was the first one that they'd had as well. But for us, I, I love dancing love it. And I need to do that because it just, as I said, fun, I light up and I change. So it's finding those things that light you up. Sunday night, I think my daughter's trying to teach me a TikTok dance that I failed miserably at, but that was some fun. Yeah. So how else can we have fun through this in the space that we have... And part of that is is part of fun
0: is monitoring how much negativity you pull into your space as well. Like, just watch how much news you're watching. Yeah. How much are you, and, and how much you're comparing yourself to the lives of others through social media. If that's starting to make you depressed, reduce it. Don't put so much of that stuff into your life because it's draining your energy. Start to absorb yourself in these little things that have fun, you know, and silliness. Playfulness connecting with things that like you used to enjoy doing. Like, oh I quite like makeup. Let me get into makeup again. Or oh I'd be really fascinated if I could make like a little card thing. Whatever it is. Whatever I mean I went the other day online and Pinterest is a great source of stuff as well. Like went on Pinterest and then I went on YouTube and there was this whole origami like little tutorial and I spent like an hour and a half making some stupid bird and I was delighted with my production at the end of it and it was just brainless but I loved the silliness of it or you know and then like I watched a YouTube show of this couple who are doing dance parties in their lounge and the guy has an iron that he uses the smoke machine <laughs> he just like press the button and the steam would come out and I was just laughing myself so you know now is the time if you're absorbed in media find comedies that are fun you know find Find fun things on YouTube. Find fun things on Pinterest. All this depressing, negative stuff out there. Monitor how much of that you allow in. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Great. Well, thanks very much for joining us in our first episode of Life After Lockdown. So, in future episodes, we're going to be covering how to deal with keeping the spark alive in your relationship, and then how to ensure that you don't kill your kids and just have wonderful relationships with them and with your family and stuff. and And we'll look at other topics in the future. Please do contact us if you have any suggestions for topics as well.
1: But thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening.